0: Top prospect Jordan Lawler has gotten the call to the majors with the Arizona Diamondbacks and Gavin Williams looked great in his return to the mound after his knee injury. Join me today as I talk about must-add players heading into the weekend on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello fantasy baseball fanatics and welcome to the locked on fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by the locked on sports network your team every day as always we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day i'm your host dominic martino my brother matthew Ine has the night off tonight and he'll be off tomorrow as well so you're rocking with just me tonight if you're listening on a platform like apple or spotify that allows five star ratings and reviews we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below it subscribes to the channel also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and lastly but most importantly Subscribe to us on the Subtext website. Through Subtext, it's a one-on-one, in-depth, personalized experience through text messaging. And we offer a lot more on there than we could offer to you in this 30-minute episode. And guys, we got a fully loaded episode for you. And as always, let us be your team secret weapon as we talk must-add players heading into this weekend. And guys, the big news is here. If you were on subtext with us, you got the alert right away. Jordan Lawler is here in the bigs. And man, the young shortstop prospect, 21 years old, 6'1", 190, Uh, Has been very, very good in the minors. The the guy is the 10th overall prospect in all of the MLB. Uh, Let me give you some stats on Jordan Lawler. 278 batting average this year through 105 games, 417 at-bats, 95 runs, 23 doubles, 4 triples, 20 homers, 67 RBIs, and 36 steals. So the guy definitely has plus speed. He's got a little bit of pop in there, too. Uh, overall, as just a hitter, he's pretty strong. Always has hit for a pretty solid batting average down in the minors, and I like Lawler. Uh, am I going to say he's an absolute must add? Ah, he's on the verge. He's on the verge. He's eight percent owned on Yahoo right now, as of me recording this. Um, it's 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 a tough spot. We, you know we had a lot of call ups recently, and we're going to probably see a few more. I think if you need that, you know, middle infield help, that shortstop help, he's definitely gonna be good. If you need the speed in your lineup, I know there's a lot of speed out there this year, but Lola offers a lot of speed. I think this might have to do with the Corbin Carroll injury. If you know you have Corbin Carroll, he was hit today um on the wrist by a pitch and he was hit before that as well. So uh, this might be the preemptive, like they might have seen something bad with Corbin Carroll on that, you know, um, x-ray. So maybe that's why Lola's getting the call here. I'm not wishing anything bad upon Carroll because my oh my, has Corbin Carroll been, you know, one of the best players in fantasy baseball overall. But Jordan Waller might be getting the call to, you know, kind of take his spot. I know they play different positions, but they could potentially move guys around and, and make it work. But I think Lawler probably will hit near the top of the lineup, especially if Carroll's out. He might even take that leadoff spot that, you know, Corbin Carroll had been occupying. So if I had to put him on the, the add-o-meter, I think it's probably like a seven and a half, eight for Jordan Lawler. Definitely a young, interesting player that you want to give a shot on your fantasy baseball team. Let's keep things pushing here, and I totally forgot the Jordan Lawler banner on YouTube. I apologize about that, guys, but let's move on to another Jordan, and it's Jordan Walker, and my, oh, my, has Jordan Walker looked like an absolute monster so far this season? Uh, well, not the season. I want to say like the last uh, two weeks or so, right? Uh, It takes time to adjust. And I know uh, Jordan Walker came up and he had a like a 12, 13, 14 game hit streak to start his career then really slowed down. But the last 14 days for Walker over his last 33 at bats, seven runs, four homers, nine RBIs with a 455 batting average. Uh, the kid has really turned a corner here. Even his lat, even if you just go over his last couple of games, three for four in his um, game on September fifth, three runs, a homer, two RBIs. September third, two for four, two runs, a homer, RBI. September second, two for three with another homer and two RBIs. Then you go, you skip a game there on the September first, you only one for four, but on August thirtieth, four for four, three RBIs with a homer, Jordan Walker's on another level right now. I know he's 68% owned, which is up 16% over the last couple of days here. But if you're somehow in a league where Jordan Walker is available, you're definitely, definitely going to want to pick him up. It's like a pause the podcast moment and make sure this guy is uh, not available in your league. Because if he is, you're adding him instantly. Numbers on the year for Walker, they're not fantastic, but they're not horrible either. Through 94 games played, Walker has a 279 batting average with 40 runs 15 homers 44 rbis and six deals i think this is a guy that's going to take a huge step forward next year and he's kind of flashing it right now kind of what O'Neill Cruz did last year. You know, he came up, he was pretty solid. Then, you know, he kind of tampered down. And then towards the end of the season, he really, really just picked it up. It had like a huge September. Looks like Jordan Walker is following that same path here. So Walker, if he's available, I think he's probably my favorite hitter that I'm going to talk about tonight. So go out there and see if Jordan Walker is available and add him if he is. Let's move on to an, another young gun. It's uh, three young guns in a row to start the night here. Let's talk about CES Christian Incarnacion Strand. Another guy that's just been heating up of late, you know, he's been doing pretty good. I'll give you his last two weeks as well. His last two weeks, four runs, two homers, six RBIs, 278 batting average over his last 54 at-bats. Uh, strand is hitting, you know, fifth, sixth in that lineup. He's moved up a little bit since he got the call. But you know what? Um, he's three for five on September 5th with the homer, two RBIs. And on August 30th, he went four for four with the homer, three RBIs. He, he's been starting to catch his groove, and I, this kid has light tower power. Uh, Christian encarnacion Strand has really, really, really strong power. So, you know, hitting in a great American, I was almost going to say great American hitter park, like Matt says, but a great American small park, which it's, you know, referred to as because it's one of the smaller parks in the league, one of the best stadiums to hit in. I think Strand could take full advantage of that. He has to stop striking out. He's striking out way too much, which is you know killing in points leagues. Eight eight walks to only uh, eight walks to fifty strikeouts, which is you know uh, kind of unacceptable even today's day and age where a lot of guys strike out very often. You don't want to see that. But Strand in the minors has been absolutely dominant throughout his whole minor league career. Uh, in twenty twenty two, he had thirty two homers in one hundred and twenty two games. This year, he had twenty homers in sixty seven games. So as I said, very prestigious power. He hit 331 in the minors this year, 304 last year, and he hit 391 in 2021. So the batting average potential is there. I think Strand, like Walker, is starting to figure it out here in the majors. Another guy next year. I'm going to have him pretty high going into next year on my rankings at first base. So if Strand is out there, I think you grab him too. you know, uh, first base has been kind of tough this year after the, you know, major players at first. And then even Anthony Rizzo being deemed out for the rest of the year. If you were banking on Rizzo coming back and Strand is out there, Strand is only owned at 32 percent of leagues right now. You could make that, you know, adjustment in, in your plans and just see if you can get Strand into your lineup. I kind of like, you know, his matchups for the rest of the season. So definitely give Strand a shot if you need power or if you need help at first base. So I got one more guy here for you, and then I'm going to hop into an ad. But let's talk about my boy. Nolan Jones, I feel like we've talked about him almost every week on these episodes, but Nolan Jones is still only 47% owned. I think he's a great fit in if you lost, well, potentially lost Corbin Carroll here because Nolan Jones, man, he's just, he's been getting it done over the last two weeks. He has eight runs, two homers, eight RBIs, four steals, 298 batting average, and that's over 47 at-bats. The young Nolan Jones is, is just super, uber talented. I can't believe that this late in the year there's just guys like Nolan Jones and Strand that are just sitting out there on waiver wires waiting to be picked up. Uh, Nolan Jones is 6'4", 195, the big lefty man. I think another kid that's going to you know be flying up my rankings going into next year. Another guy with not great plate discipline, but he's got power. He's got speed. You know, the runs and RBIs aren't hurting, hurting you in the 282 batting average. You're absolutely loving that from Nolan Jones. So I don't really have too much to add here. We talk about Nolan Jones all the time, first and outfield eligible. Another guy, you know, he's still got some matchups here, you know, in cores down the stretch. So I think he's definitely a name you're going to want to keep your eyes on. But guys, real quick, I have to talk to you about today's sponsor, and that is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way. Introducing our Diamond Club on the subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call-up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to us, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join our Diamond Club on the Subtext website today. And let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. And guys, if you were a member of the Diamond Club, you got that call, you got that call-up alert right away on Jordan Lawler. We we offer waiver of wire rankings. You know, all of the guys today will rank them in the order that you need. You get to talk to us about you know all of your fantasy baseball questions, you know, in the playoffs right now. And I hope you're all doing well in the fantasy baseball playoffs. Not even just the, the, the diamond club members, but everybody. I hope you're doing well out there. I hope Matt and I have been able to help you guys throughout the year. And on Subtext, we can just give you that more in-depth fantasy baseball experience more than we could offer in this 30 minute you know episode that we do five times a week and even fantasy football coming up if you got some fantasy football questions matt and i play we'll chime in and help you out with fantasy football too. But, guys, let me keep things pushing here with today's episode because that's what you're here for. And let's talk about this next guy, and it's Mitch Garver, another dude that we've just been talking about a lot. He's still under-owned. And at this point, it's not even just a catcher play with Garver. He's been hitting fifth in one of the best lineups in all of baseball in Texas, and and I just feel like you got to add him at this point. He's 40% owned, which is kind of outrageous, really, when the the guy is just mashing homers. He had you know a two-home run game back on – back on september 3rd four rbis that day big day for garver let's even talk about the last you know seven days for him he's just been he's been really 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 good uh 18 18 at bats in his last uh seven days Four runs, three homers, six RBIs, 389 batting average. Not much you could ask for at any possession, a uh, position, even catcher. If you just have a catcher right now that's struggling, that's un- underwhelming. If you lost Henry Davis and you still hit, uh, who do I pick up? Uh, Mitch Garver is that guy. Like I said, uh, you, not much else I could say about Garver besides he's hitting right in that middle of that you know Rangers lineup. He offers a lot of power and just go add Mitch Garver, forty percent owned on Yahoo. The, the guy's having, you know, a, a tremendous comeback season. But let's move on, thing. Let's move on. Let's get into the pitching side of this, and let's talk about somebody that Matt and I absolutely love, and we kind of been telling you to. We were telling you to keep your eye on him all year. And then when he got the call, if you were in the you know Diamond Club, you got the alert, and it's Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams is back after that knee injury scare. You know, I, I was pretty nervous. And, you know, Terry Francona was speaking like, you know, well, it's not too serious, but, you know, the kid's at almost at his innings limit. So they want to be careful with him. But I, I think he'll get a few more starts here down the stretch. And like I said, he he returned today. He pitched pretty good. Uh, he pitched against the Twins. He went five innings, got the win, four strikeouts, gave up one earned run, and had a one whip. And on the season, let's see if I can get the numbers there with this start included. I have a little secret for you guys. Uh, if you're in the Diamond Club, I'll reveal that little secret to you if you ask me about it. But uh, I got his stats with today's start, 3-3-4 ERA, a one whip. And he has... 72 strikeouts through 70 innings. So, you know, that K-9 per is looking pretty good. And I think Gavin Williams can even take it to another level. He's got good breaking stuff. He's got a strong fastball. Another young gun that I'm going to have high in my rankings next year, Gavin Williams is only 39% owned on Yahoo. And I think he could really help you out here through the fantasy baseball playoffs. His next start is at San Francisco. You know, a nice, nice, Nice matchup for him there. The Giants are not a bad team, but, you know, that's a good park to pitch in. And the lineup isn't, like, really scaring me. And then he goes against one of the worst teams in all of baseball, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Really, if you could just navigate around Bobby Witt, you're going to be fine in that one. So he's got two good starts coming up in the fantasy baseball playoffs. Gavin Williams, starting pitcher for the Cleveland Guardians. You're definitely going to want to add him at 39% owned. Very, very under-owned. I'm sure he was dropped in a lot of leagues with that injury scare and take advantage of those owners who did drop him. Next up for you guys, I do have a closure here. Let's talk some Tanner Scott. And... Tanner Scott, you know, has taken over that, you know, job in Miami. He's been a closer before. I really, really like what he's doing there. And he's only, well, he's actually up to 53% on. So, you know, people have been noticing what's going on here with Tanner Scott. But very, very good numbers here on the year. 65 innings, 7 wins, 5 saves, 88 strikeouts, a 2-3-3 ERA and a one-zero-seven whip for Tanner Scott. Uh, really, he's in that must-add territory. I'm going to be honest with you. If you need a closer this time of year you really don't get the opportunity like that to pick up a guy with big strikeout numbers that, you know, has closure experience last year, he was closing for them last year. He actually had 20 saves, very strong strikeout ratio at 28 years old. I'm honestly going to consider this a breakout year for the 28 year old because last year he was all right last year, you know, four, three, one ERA. He pitched 67 games. He had those 20 saves. I mentioned he had 62 innings, 90 strikeouts and a one six one whip, which is super, super high. But this year, as I read you off those overall numbers, I mean, actually really, really strong improvement here for Tanner Scott. So definitely somebody you want to go out there and, you know, snag him up right now. Honestly, uh, you're not going to have that opportunity with a lot of other closers here down the stretch. So go out there and grab yourself some Tanner Scott. Next up, we got Seth Lugo. And, uh, man, I've been preaching about this guy for, once again, another guy I've been talking about the last few weeks and he's just still going out there and dominating. I don't know. you know, Seth Lugo has been around for a long time, came up with the New York Mets, and just has always kind of been brushed under the rug. A guy like this with a career 3 4 8 ERA through 60 starts, 297 games overall, though, you know, pitched out of the bullpen a lot, 616, oh, 616 innings pitched in his career, 625 strikeouts, and a 117 whip. You know, the guy just constantly keeps going out there and getting it done. So Seth Lugo is another guy you're going to want to go out there and add for the fantasy baseball playoffs. I picked him up in a bunch of my leagues, I want to say, like over a month ago, and I've been reaping the rewards of it. You know, you, I hope you guys have done it too. He's up to 55% owned, and his last start, you know, he went out there and he pitched pretty well against San Fran. Six innings, got the win, four strikeouts, no earned, 067 6 7 whip. Uh, he does get Houston on September 9th, so that one isn't as easy as a matchup as he's had over his, you know, last few. Honestly, I, I trust him at this point. You know, he might give up a couple of runs, but after Houston, he gets a nice little matchup against Oakland at Oakland. So it's a great park to pitch in. And I think if you can, you know, fiddle your way through this Houston matchup with Seth Lugo, you're going to reap the rewards, you know, in the upcoming weeks because he's got some good matchups. Like I said, that next one in Oakland for Seth Lugo, I really like that matchup for him. But real quick, before we move on to these last couple of guys here, I got a New York Mets starting pitcher for you that has rebounded and looked really, really good here. And then, you know, uh, sadly, Matt's not here, but you know what? I'm going to keep the Philly love in here. I got one of his Philly boys on this list as well. All right, guys, thank you for hanging in there with that little ad break. And let's move on to, you know, our last couple of names here. Let's talk about Jose Quintana. You know, now Jose Quintana, you know, a little bit older. He had a, you know, really, really strong last year with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he's starting to pitch pretty good again here, you know, coming back off that injury this year. He looked really, really good in his last one against the Nationals. Seven innings, got the win. Four strikeouts, gave up one earned run and a 7 one whip. His numbers on the year, pretty promising as well. I mean, he's not what he used to be back in the day. But you know what? 54 innings, 39 strikeouts, two wins, a three ERA and a 1-2-6 whip. You know, if you need somebody that's going to go out there and suppress runs, uh, not really strike too many guys out. And there's not a guarantee on a win every time because, you know, the New York Mets have not been performing the way that they've, uh, you know, have in previous years. You know, they're kind of stinking it up just like my Yankees are. But, you know, the Yankees have looked a little bit better of late. Shout out to, you know, Jason Dominguez, you know, out there contributing and Stan decides to wake up at, you know, uh, the worst time possible. But I'll keep my uh, my Yankee talk short there. I know you guys are here for the fantasy conversation. So uh, in his next start, Jose Quintana gets the, those Diamondbacks, you know, what? and if Corbin Cowell's not in that lineup, they look a lot less deadly than they normally do. And then after that, he gets uh, the Cincinnati Reds at, you know, um here in New York. So I like that a lot better than pitching in a great American ballpark there in Cincinnati. So two Decent matchups with his next couple for Quintana. And Quintana is, you know, 29% owned. Not my favorite guy in this list, to be honest with you. He might be my closer to my least favorite guy in this list. But he, he'll be serviceable. I don't think he's going to go out there and get torched in any of those matchups. So Quintana is definitely somebody you can go out there and you can lean towards. And then I got one more guy, for you, uh, guy left for you today. And then maybe I'll do some uh, playoff strategy ranting because, you know, I've got a lot of time left, you know, without my brother Matt here today. But let's talk about this last guy. Let's talk about Christopher Sanchez. Now, Christopher Sanchez, I feel like I've talked about him recently too, and my thing is with him, I feel like he's doing that whole uh Ranger Suarez thing that Ranger Suarez did, you know, a couple of years ago where he kind of just came out of nowhere and had a monster second half. Uh, Christopher Sanchez on the year he has two wins a three four eight ERA a one oh four WHIP seventy five innings sixty nine Ks so very very promising numbers from uh, the young Christopher Sanchez he gets Miami in his next outing now Miami's making that a push for the playoffs and Jazz has looked hot so it's not as easy of a matchup as it was earlier in the year but I think Jorge Soler just hit the ten day IL so you don't have that mammoth in the middle of that lineup and uh he does get atlanta it looks like he gets atlanta twice after that so actually maybe sanchez is my my least favorite guy because you know at least quintana has some decent matchups uh, Sanchez is kind of ha- going to have to go out there and show us all that he can get it done. But you know what? He- he's he been decently li- of late. He gave up three runs and in 4.2 innings against the angels Had five strikeouts. The whip was a little high at a one five. But before that, he went out there and he handled the St. Louis Cardinals. Once again, Christopher Sanchez of the Phillies is what I'm talking about here. Six innings in August 25th, start against the Cardinals. Got the win. Six strikeouts. Gave up a couple of earned and he had a 0.83 whip. So, he's been serviceable that Atlanta Braves team, anybody going out there is going to be tough to pitch against them. So maybe I'll just uh, stream Sanchez in that next start against Miami. And then, you know, that Atlanta Braves one is really tough to justify throwing him out there. But I do like the talent of Christopher Sanchez, especially heading into next year. I think he'll be, you know, late round guy that you could look towards, but guys, you know, that's all of the players that I have for you today. But, you know, if you're out there and you're in the fantasy baseball playoffs couple of things that I'll throw your way just for advice. If you're still hanging around here at the, you know, 22 minute mark is just that, you know, it's, it's time to, you know, cut and cut and move, you know, trim the fat. Get rid of those guys that aren't performing if you've been waiting on anybody that, oh, they'll wake up, they'll wake up. You really you got to get them off your fantasy team because this isn't the time you do, especially in redraft. Uh, even if you're in a keeper league that keeps maybe eight to ten guys, and if, if a guy's not going to be a keeper for you, there's no reason to have them on your team. Get rid of them. Get some of these hot names in there. You know, Get the Gavin Williams. Get the Seth Lugos. Get the Nolan Joneses in there. Get those guys that are just hot. Uh, you know, and if you join us on the subtext website, you can ask us more specific questions of guys on your team that you, Hey, is it time to get rid of this guy? You know, show us who you have on your waiver wire. Matt and I will get you all of those, you know, answers and get you in position to, you know, to strike here. You, You know, you gotta, you gotta stay locked on this time of year. If you miss a couple of days, if you're too focused on football, you know, you might lose that touch, you know, even in football. It's okay, you know. You you a couple of early weeks, if you're not super locked in, you could always make that up. But here in the fantasy baseball playoffs, guys, come on, win yourself some money. Do what you need to do, and um, Matt and I will help you get get you to that promised land. But that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. You know, appreciate you hanging in there with me on a solo episode. So, you know, as I said, that's all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And shout out to our everydayers and new listeners making locked on Fantasy Baseball, your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow. Like I said, I'll be riding solo then as well. You know, Matt's away for uh, the weekend, next couple of days here. So until tomorrow, guys, see you.